I am Jeannie Kelly, your credit coach, and I am so excited to have Jonna Spilbor on today. In case you don't know her, amazing lawyer, radio host, TV legal analyst, and dog lover. Oh my Hello. God, dog lover. <laughs> and good friend to you. That's why I'm excited to be here, Jeannie Kelly, because oh. I love you, girl. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Well, you know, this is very important. So first of all, divorce credit, we, we have to talk about it. But sure. before we dive in, how did you even become a attorney? <laughs> wow. So back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. No, so, it's really funny. And I do love this question because believe it or not, you know, like when you're a kid, and people say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Well, attorney never passed my lips. I was going to be either an actress or more specifically, an anchor woman on the six o'clock news. Those were the two things I was interested in. And, um, you, know, you know, long story short, I went to school for communications because I was going to, you know, be on TV and communicate. <laughs> and my first job was as a newspaper reporter making, are you ready for this? $5.15 an hour as a college graduate. And um, so that didn't that didn't work out so well. And I, you know, <laughs> I tried my hand at acting. I was taking acting classes and going to the city and getting little bit parts and stuff. And one day my father just said to me, like out of the blue, he said, why don't you go to law school? And I was like, huh, hmm, okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I really did it just kind of on his, uh, he wasn't he pushed me, he just suggested it. And I said to myself, all right, I'm going to take the LSATs, which is the entrance exam for law school. And yeah. I said, if I do, okay, I'll, you know, I'll see where it goes. And so that's exactly what I did. And then I used that opportunity to move out of New York, which is where I was born and raised my whole life, went to San Diego, went to law school, loved it so much. It was like seriously living on vacation um, that I stayed there for 13 years. But I got to tell you, Jeannie, and then I came back. I came back after 9-11 for a million reasons, not to mention 9-11. Best move I ever made, even though it was never, ever on my radar till it was. Isn't, Isn't that, that amazing? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that there are some individuals who they grow up, they know, or they have a talent and they know this is, but for a lot of us, we fall into it, you know, and you, I mean, thank goodness your dad suggested it because you are an amazing attorney. You love the law and digging in yeah. right with those heels of yours and <laughs> <laughs> but i mean honestly so it's amazing how those like one little question and how it could just pivot right but it makes sense that you had the media in your background because now you are always on tv and doing those things so the marriage of your careers how beautiful that worked it completely worked and it, and again even the media part of it excuse me, came about in such a weird way because it wasn't like, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, you're going to be a star. I, I actually got my first TV gig as a um, victim of a, there was this national 
moving scam that happened. So I told you I was in San Diego and I decided to move back to New York. And when I did that, I was married at the time. We hired a moving company, just like you would do, put all our belongings on this truck. And it turns out that when the truck got from California to New York and they were about to unload all, all our stuff, the guy, the driver said, okay, now you have to pay us $20,000, which was like 10 times more than the agreement. You're going to have to pay us $20,000 or we're not taking your stuff off this truck. What? And I swear to God. And so I was like, that's what I said. I'm like, what are you talking about? Our, we, I think that the cross country move at that time was like four, four grand. Um, and he wanted, you know, five times that. So I said, uh, I said, keep my stuff. And I got on the phone with Washington, D.C. I got on the phone with anybody who would listen. And it turns out that at that time, this was a national scam. I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of people who were getting caught up in these weird moving scams. So Dateline contacted me, put me on TV to to bitch about it. (laughs) And then from there, Fox called. And then when I went to Fox, Fox said, you were fantastic. Would you come back on and talk about other things? And that's how the TV thing started to happen along with my law career. I'm telling you, Jeannie, the universe works in very strange ways. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm a big believer in manifest and law of attraction. I know you are. I mean, look at even how you have your radio show with our gal, Carol Pesci, right? It Mm -hmm. all works out, right? It's so amazing. Sometimes when you're looking back, the pieces of the puzzle, you can see them, but in the moment, you have no idea. Yes. You can look back and say, that's exactly why it happened the way it happened. But sometimes when you're looking forward, you're you're blind, so to speak, right? You don't see the path as it's going to unfold. And you just have to be willing to to go where the waves are going to take you because the universe is smarter than we are a lot of times. Right. Well, I mean, I find that amazing. I can't believe we've been friends this long and I did not know the move story. (laughs) But how amazing that that horrible situation that that got you your first TV gig back in New York. And so that's amazing. You know, listen, my divorce got me into the credit business. So, you know, like bad things at the time, you know, can turn into, you can turn them around. And talking about divorce, let's talk about what do you think when it comes to divorce is the biggest myth you have to like squash? Oh boy, Jeannie. There are, there are quite a few, I, I, you know, I'll sort of take it from the top. I think what people assume all the time is that divorce has to be horrible and painful and that there's going to be a winner and a loser. And I'm here to tell you that it is, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nobody walks into my office and says, I'm so looking forward to my divorce. That's not it. It is a process. And it is a big change and it is going to affect you financially because that's what divorce is. Divorce is the process of your marriage going out of business. And just like Mm. in actual business, right, you have to divide your assets, divide your debts. So you're going to come out of the process with a different financial picture. Could be better, could be worse. Um, but but the goal is to no longer have the legal tie that binds you to to that person, right? Whether you're the, the, the wife, the husband, doesn't matter. Or in, in this day and age, you have two wives, two husbands, doesn't matter. You don't, right. it's, it's a process of being unbound legally from that person. And I think 
what I see a lot when people begin the process is they're so hurt most times. They're so hurt that that hurt comes out as anger and that hurt comes out as I need to win. That hurt comes out as I want this or else. And I really have come to realize that that is pain talking. And the one thing that people don't hire a lawyer for in divorce is to talk them off the ledge, right? They hire me to split up their stuff. But if I could have like 20 minutes in the beginning of our relationship to talk to a client about pain and how not to let that lead the way, I think people would find the process so much smoother than so many people do. Right. Yeah. I I agree. Well, that's a great uh, welcome package to your law firm. You should have like a video, like watch this first, then book your appointment because it is true. Well, I mean, and it is emotional, even though it's a a contract, right? When we're getting married, it's for love. We're not, people aren't thinking about that, but I love how you say going out of business, getting divorced. It it makes sense when you say it that way. It's just, you know, you don't want to think about it. Now, when it comes to credit and divorce, one thing that people say to me all every single time I pick up the phone and they're talking about their divorce and, and credit, they are like, well, that shouldn't be on my credit report. It, the divorce decree took care of that. That's not mine. Right. And so that's a problem when it comes to your credit, because you're, you know, let's just say, for example, the uh, credit card, let's just say American Express, for an example, Mm -hmm. just because the judge might have said that one spouse, let's say he's responsible for it. it, American Express didn't say that you signed, you know, an application with that person. And that's the one thing I am constantly hearing. And, you know, sometimes what are you going to do? You know, you're stuck, but um, you definitely have to realize it's on your credit report until it's paid. Until it's paid. You know, that's the thing in divorce. You're not divorcing your creditors. You're divorcing your spouse (laughs) and your creditors are along for the ride and they don't really care. They don't care what the judge is going to do. They don't care what your judgment of divorce, we call it a JOD, is going to, it says it's going to happen. Your contract is with the creditor. So you have to be very careful. And one of the things I often tell my clients in the very beginning of the process is, and actually, if I could talk to them as they're walking down the aisle, I would say, <laughs> do not take out joint credit cards. You might disagree with this. You're the credit guru. I would say, don't take out the joint credit cards. Um, you, you know, because you don't want to be beholden to somebody else who's also responsible, who might not hold up their end of the bargain. At least if you're the only one on it, you maintain a little bit more control than you right. do in a jointly held credit card. Yeah, that's why I always say you can add someone on as an authorized user because mm-hmm. it's very easy to take them off. So if you're going to do that, you know, Talk to your creditor, you know, talk to them about authorized users. But that's easy because sometimes I will have people say, Jonna, like, oh, but we have a family account. You know, I want I'm like, yes, that's fine. So put the person on as an authorized user. I'm also saying continue your independence with your credit report. You know, just because you're married, you don't want to lose financial responsibility for yourself, no matter what. Obviously, for a mortgage, 
most likely your joint. So that's something different. But these other steps, you're, you're just not thinking about it. And I've had many times people forget about like, I don't even know why two people would go on an application for appliances or furniture, but they do. And then years later, they're like, I have some late payments. I, what is this? I don't even have that account. Well, you never closed it. And it was joint with your ex. So you want to divorce them with your credit as well. And you got to look at your credit report because there are going to be accounts that you forgot about. Oh, and that's, God. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only time I say close account. Like I'm always saying, keep those accounts open, keep them open, keep them open, but not if it's joint, because you never know, you know, that person can, that you're still linked to them financially then, and that they could damage with a one time 30, it could happen. Yep. And can I also say this for those uh, who are listening, just because you open an account uh, in your name only, doesn't mean that it's your separate debt, for example. So when you're married and you open an account and just your name is on it, if, if, if it's opened during the marriage, it's still what we call marital property here. So you can you can have the control to open and close that account without being the one that's solely responsible in the event of divorce, because the judge is going to look at that and say, oh, wait a minute, this credit card was in your name, uh, Jeannie Kelly, and you opened it after you got married. Well, that's jointly held debt and your husband, soon to be ex-husband is going to have to pay half of that. So don't be afraid to just put it under your name. Like you're the one assuming all that debt. That's not how it works That's here in great. New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. So see, that's good to know because I could see someone saying, well, I don't want to be held with all this baggage of debt if it's all in my name. But you right. just answered that question, which is great. And another thing, Jonna, where can you help people? Is it just the state of New York? If someone's looking for legal help, how's that go? So I'm licensed in New York, California and Washington, D.C., but I'll be honest with you, New York is home. So that's where we focus our, our matrimonial and family law practice is really generally just New York. And it's funny because we're in the tri-state area. So we have a lot of people who maybe work in New York, but live in Connecticut or work in New York and live in New Jersey. And I get calls from them all the time. But I have friends in those states that can help you. But we are we are centric here in New York. Okay. And people, though, a lot of my listeners are um, homeowners looking to be homeowners. So do mm -hmm. you help with closings? Oh, we do that, too. And we help with closings regardless of whether they're connected to a divorce. But I will say this, too. That's another thing. If you have an opportunity to plan for divorce, some people do. Some people can sit down and say, you know, this is something that's probably in my future. Whereas other people are getting served with a summons and complaints. So they don't have a lot of planning time. Real estate is such, typically, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest asset of a divorcing couple. And you've got big decisions to be made when you have a big asset. Like, are you going to sell it? Are you going to refinance? Are you going to walk away? We've had some clients who said, you know what? <laughs> Here you go, bank, <laughs> take back your house, depending on if they're underwater or not. So those are very important things. And when you're considering divorce, you have to decide what you're going to do with that biggest asset. And our divorce clients, if they're going to also have a closing, we either throw it in or we do it for a, a little less money than you would if you were just hiring another attorney out of the blue as a courtesy, which is nice because, yeah. you know, 
you're 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 taking a lot of hits when you're when you're getting divorced. Yep. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you. When someone is thinking about divorce, it's just when do they call you or when would you wish that they would call the office? <laughs> it's so funny because uh they call me at all times. They'll call me when they're just thinking about it and you know, they'll say, "Listen, I don't, nobody can know about this. I'm going to pay for my consultation in cash. I don't want anybody to know. I'm just thinking I want to know my rights. And that's, mm -hmm. that's great for planning purposes. And it's great. Even if you're paying for a consultation, you can get a lot of information for a little bit of money in a short amount of time to help you make some smart decisions later. And the smarter your decisions later, the more money you will save. So okay. it, it kind of works out. But then there are other clients who will come to me and they'll say, you know, this person dropped off this summons. It said I had to answer it within 20 days and they dropped it off about two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do I do with this? <laughs> and we can jump in and, you know, get things, get the ship righted then too. So it really is, it, it all depends, but we get them, we get them all. Okay. And I have to ask, because I ask everyone, how did you learn about credit? I learned, I love this question, Jeannie. <laughs> so it was in my, it was pre-Jeannie, because you've actually taught me a boatload about credit just in our friendship, because I listen to you, we go out, we chat, and you're such, you're so wonderful at what you do. Pre-Jeannie, <laughs> I had, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Pre-Genie, I had shitty credit, but I mean, like, not like way pre-Genie, just get like during law school, crappy credit, right after law school, crappy credit. Even in the first few years of my career, paying back the student loans and getting married and getting to crappy credit. And when you have crappy credit, you learn the hard way what that means. And, but being a lawyer, you know, I had to navigate that myself and learn a lot about the Fair Debt Reporting Act and all that. And so I did that. And then one day I woke up and said, okay, it's been fun learning how to deal with having crappy credit. Now I'm going to learn what life is like with good credit. And then started to take the steps that I learned along the way. And it, it you know, it was faster than I thought. Going from, and again, you had crappy credit at one point. I had crappy, there's yeah. probably everybody within the sound of voice at one point had crappy credit. It's a little bit, it's faster than you think it's going to be. It's right. not a mountain you cannot climb. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think a lot of times it's just like you're saying, you just want to say, I have to start today. Because if you keep not wanting to think about it or you think, oh, I have bad credit, it's going to stay forever. It's going to stay forever if you do nothing. You know, right. but if you say today and, and you really roll up your sleeves and it, it isn't that long of a time to get back onto a better path. And also, I love people to save money with credit. And people will always say to me, that doesn't make sense. Credit costs me money. It doesn't have to cost you. It can save you. Obviously, we're going to use credit. Most people need it for a mortgage or possibly an auto loan or student loans, whatever it may be. Why can't it be saving you money. Don't let it cost so much. And if they just start learning, and that's why I love doing the podcast and talking about healthy credit. Can I just tell you something? One of the things I've learned as a lawyer who handles divorces, which is the type of law where your credit is going to be most affected, right? It's not as much. Somebody comes to me because they've committed a crime. Credit isn't the first thing on their mind. Mm -hmm. Getting divorced 
and buying a house. And a lot of times those two things go hand in hand is, is credit is essential. And there is nothing more powerful than knowing that your credit is healthy enough to allow you to make the decisions that will propel you forward instead of keeping you stuck like buying a house nothing more powerful than when you know that you can go get your prequal letter and know how much borrowing power you have because power is power and right. you can start working on look you can be in love till death do you part great but in the event that that death is a little too long <laughs> work on it now so that when the time comes it's not going to feel like oh i'm getting divorced and i've got to dig myself out of this credit hole Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's exactly what I did, though, <laughs> in the sense. <laughs> and, you know, it it is horrible because now I was so lucky. I had my parents that I could move into the cottage, you know, where um, the ice was on the inside of the windows instead of the outside because <laughs> it was a summer cottage and I moved in in January. But, you know, uh, the thing is, I had to deal with it all. The financial disaster, the going through the divorce, the feeling like crap. And I always say, you know, I love the book, The Power of Broke with Damon John. I was broker than broke, though, because I was in the red, couldn't get anything. And it's very challenging. And that's why you want to try to be a few steps ahead when it comes to that. And just like you're saying, to not have that fear during the divorce and that you could purchase something, it's a beautiful thing. Definitely a beautiful yeah. thing. Now, what projects are you working on right now, Jonna, that people should know about? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you. So right now what's going on is there is a lot of high profile criminal cases in the news. So I've been spending a lot of time doing true crime podcasts, spending a lot of time on the news, analyzing these cases, which is interesting because they're horrific cases. The Alec Baldwin case, he just got charged recently uh, with yeah. manslaughter on with really unusual circumstances. There's the quadruple murder case. There's the husband who allegedly has killed his wife in Massachusetts, but there is no body. So I get to go in and, and that's the fun stuff. I, I, you know, it's fun for me to talk about because they're not my actual client. So I get to kind right. of sit on the sidelines and, and Monday morning quarterback. But that's really what's going on right now and taking up my time in addition to, you know, January and February, the early parts of the year are when people really kind of sit back and go, what do I want the upcoming year to look like uh, in their life and in their marriage? And, and they should do it with their credit, too. I think it's not a bad time of year to get a handle on it. Yep, absolutely. Well, I always enjoy talking with you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I loved it. And uh, I'm going to have to have you back on. We have to dig deep with more on real estate and uh, oh. New York law. So I'm going to have you back on, Jonna. I would love to. And I can't wait to see you. But, you know, I got to buy you a drink, Jeannie Kelly. So I'll see you soon on the air, off the air. Thank you so I much for wait. having me. Oh, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you.